Hello and welcome to another episode of Mystic Initiations. We are your hosts, Dakana and Dawn. And we would love to welcome to today's episode is going to be focusing on angels. Exactly. We talked about it and we thought it would be wonderful little mini series to do angels and then demons and then talk about other spirits that have great power and influence like jinn mm -hmm. and some of the nethers. And so this is a direction we're going to go. And coming up on the Christmas season, it seems appropriate to speak about angels. Yep. Yep, definitely. So let's start with a real basic question is, which is what is an angel? So basically, the word angel just comes from the Greek word angelos, which just means messenger. So they're the intermediaries between God and humans. And of course, they have a very long history of bringing messages to humanity, uh, the Bible, uh, the Quran, the Torah, all kinds of religious contexts have angels showing up. And I don't know if you wanted to give some examples from traditional Judeo-Christian um, sure. books. And um, in the New Testament, you have an understanding that there are the holy angels of God led by Michael, mm. who um, make war on evil spirits. And you've got the messenger angels of God left, led by um, Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And those angels appear to Mary, appear to Elizabeth, appear to others, and they bring messages from heaven. In the Old Testament, one of my favorite angel stories is when Jacob is traveling and he comes to a place called Bethel, the house of God, and he lays his head upon a stone for a pillow. That might explain a lot. <laughs> and he sees an, a ladder. <laughs> he sees a ladder going from heaven to earth, and he sees the angels of God ascending and descending that ladder. So there's angels taking prayers up and also angels bringing answers down. And my final angel Bible story, that I, another one that I absolutely adore is Daniel. He is in exile in the, in the land of Babylon and he is praying to God. And Gabriel, 21 days later, comes to him. However, Gabriel explains he was delayed because he was battling a prince, a, a, a hostile angelic prince, a demon. Mm -hmm. And it took him that long until Michael came and dispatched his foe. And then Gabriel could come through with the message. I think that's a really intriguing story from the Bible. Yeah. And of course, the most well-known is the announcement of Mary giving birth to Jesus, correct? Am I wrong? Exactly. It's been a long time since I've <laughs> explored the Christian Bible. Exactly. Here. And us Catholic mystics and Catholics, you know, we pray the Hail Mary. That prayer is based off of what the angel spoke to, to the Virgin Mary at that time. Now, isn't it true, too, in the Bible? I don't know about the Torah or the Quran, but isn't it true that there's only like a handful of the archangels that are actually mentioned in the Bible? Michael and Gabriel? We Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel. Those are the four most often mentioned. That's in the Catholic Bible. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure the Protestant Bible has Raphael and Uriel. However, both versions of the Holy Scriptures contain a lot of variety of angels. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite is the Seraphim mm. because they have four 
The four living creatures in the seraphim, they have six wings and they have four faces. These are not exactly your hallmark Christmas card angels. Okay, okay this is what the next question I was going to get to, which is the question of what is it do angels look like? We have the stereotypical angels of today that most people say have these big, beautiful wings and look like people in, and they're wearing robes. But historically, or at least biblically, I should say, they looked absolutely terrifying. They had multiple that, and eyes I, and they were big spheres with wings everywhere. I mean, they were creepy looking, which is why a lot of times, even in the Bible, it does say before an angel, when they appear, they say, fear not. That's the first thing out of their mouth. Exactly. Proverbial. Exactly. Because these angels, and you know, we could just segue briefly into something that I um, I think needs to be said, especially before we do our, our next episode. You know, the Bible says that um, one angel slayed 185,000 Assyrians. An angel, not a devil, an angel, not a jinn, 185,000. So if you're a Hebrew and this angel is on your side, you love this angel. If you're an Assyrian... <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. And then we have the very um, famous story. Well, to an Assyrian, when, then the angel would appear as almost a demon. I what know. we would call a demon, demonic, because it did something to harm them. If we had a spirit come upon our land and slay 185,000. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. We would call it COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> so, um, but another angel story that the Bible makes it very clear. God sends forth his angel of death to take the firstborn of the Egyptians. And unless the Hebrews put blood on the doorpost of their, the lintels of their doorpost, this angel would even go into the Hebrews house and slay the firstborn. Once again, slaying children and animals is not something that a precious moments angel, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, this, the modern concept of angel, or I don't know if modern's right, but sometimes a contemporary um, non-scholastic view of angels are that just these warm, fuzzy care bears with wings. And yet the Bible never portrays them like that. No, no. I think a lot of that came about in the Renaissance era. You had a lot of it, part of the, the art form back then was to make like the cherubim look like little babies with wings. Which is disturbing. Um, which is. <laughs> well, you know what, too? They also used to make um, babies would have like the heads of like an adult. They'd have like, like the face of an adult, but they'd be in a baby's body. Also disturbing. But Very that's a whole other topic. For another... <laughs> well, I don't know about you. I think I'd rather have a six winged, four faced oh. cherubim or seraphim than a baby with little wings. I think I would be less frightened of the. Of right, the angelic right. creature, right. I think ultimately, I think that angels appear to us in the way that they best convey who or what they are. So if you expect them to look a certain way, have a humanoid body with wings so that you know that they're an angel, they will appear that way. But ultimately, they are light, in my humble opinion. I, I, I think that they're mostly just light. They're consciousness. They're the consciousness... They're conscious aspects of the universe of God, if that makes sense. That's how I 
personally. Oh, I think you're them, right. So. I think they definitely can can assume form. In other but words, it, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, I think it's just important, like what you're saying too, is just to kind of convey to people that angels are very powerful beings. They're not, when we say night, light and fluffy, we don't, you know, people I think take it for granted. They think that, you know, yes, they're there to comfort us. Yes, they're there to guide us and help us, but they're not there to walk for us. They will let us fall on our faces and... You know they'll they'll help us along the way, but they won't do it for us. So they're kind of like tough love parents. That's how I see them. I totally um, agree. <clears throat> that's just from my own personal experience. Someone may have a totally different experience, but my experience has I, always been that they're very stoic. They're very serious. I've never seen an angel crack a smile. Let's just put it that way. I've seen um, Archangel Michael before through some of my experiences, and well, I tell never us really. About that. The first time that I actually saw the angel, Archangel Michael, was actually during a reading um, that I was having. And it was during a Reiki class. I took Reiki back. Oh my God, this is how old I am. I took, <laughs> I was, it was during what, I can't even remember if it was my second or my third degree of Reiki, but it was back in the 90s. I was in high school at the time, my gosh. 70 90 in the 70s geez 97 maybe 96 something like that anyway it's not important and she was just doing readings on us of our angels one at a time and she's like you have the archangel michael behind you and i could see it as well i could sense it but to me when i see him it's more of like a silhouette so I could uh -huh. feel the presence. I could see it myself because I'm clairvoyant myself. I do see things more than I, I don't really hear guides. I get knowings and I get impressions and feelings, but I see. And it, it, it he appeared like a, long, like a huge, brilliant being of light, but I never see their face. Like the face to me, for some reason, is always shrouded, but just a brilliant, brilliant light, like huge. And of course it did appear to have wings because that's, you know, growing up a Catholic, that's how I would have perceived them to look. That's how it looked for me. And she even told me, you know, she told me the same thing that I already knew. That is the Archangel Michael. And she was like, wow, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, because Archangels don't typically, I don't think, I mean, they can come when you call on them, especially in magical situations, which we'll get to a little bit later. But I think typically I see angel uh, Archangels as dealing with more larger issues. as opposed Right, because an Archangel is in charge mm -hmm. of a bunch of other angels, you know, right. they we are mostly, the commander. Yeah, typically we all come in contact on a more day-to-day -day basis with our own personal angels, which are a step down from... Our guardian the, angels. Exactly, which we can talk about guardian angels too. <clears throat> um, well, and what's the difference between them? But yes, sorry. Well, couple, no, a couple of things. First, you were saying about angels in the Bible. Now, you get to the book of Enoch. You get into a whole bunch of angels. And if you ever do the um, key of Solomon, the king, mm -hmm. you're also introduced to several angels. So we get names, other names for archangels like Cassiel. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of these other names you hear come from those other sources. And I think they're very valid. Um, what an archangel, again, is an angel that is in charge or has a, uh, has a larger area of responsibility or a greater area of authority. Mm -hmm. Having Michael, the archangel, on your side is a good thing. 
And one thing I wanted to say, and then I, I do want to talk about talking to my guardian angel, but we'd spoken before and angels will render, will, will help those, even those that aren't necessarily good Catholics or Christians or Jews. Um, mm -hmm. I know of black magician friends who, when they get in too deep and maybe pick up a uh, illness, sometimes as a result of their um, dark arts, mm -hmm. they will go to the archangel Raphael mm -hmm. and he will often then heal them, even though they're black magicians. Okay. So there you have a really big hearted angel that doesn't discriminate. <laughs> so Raphael would be the angel of healing, the archangel of healing, rather. That's so my if you wanted healing work, you would go to Raphael. <clears throat> a lot of people do, and they've had like just insane results, you know, healed mm -hmm. of things which aren't normally um, treatable right. by any known thing. Mm. Now, guardian angels, we all, we all are given a guardian angel. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a guardian angel who has been with me my whole life and has appeared in numerous ways. See, this is where we were talking about how the angel can alter its form mm -hmm. for whatever purpose it's about. But when I was a child, it seemed to be a person, um, I, called, I called my angel the lady in gray because she would just kind of stand and watch me. Mm -hmm. And often I would become aware of her just watching me. She never said anything, she just watched me. And then later, like when I was in the war in Iraq, she did have wings and I would see her. And we had T walls in Iraq, they're barriers that would prevent, they would limit the damage of a rocket explosion or IED attack, the big cement barriers. Mm -hmm. And I'd see her sitting on a T wall from time to time. And she was always alert. She was never looking at me. She was always like looking out over the horizon like she was protecting me. And she did have wings. She would appear with wings sitting up on these T walls watching. And then, you know, recently in my life, she's become a rather vocal for the first time in my considerably long life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now she speaks to me and she has um, guided me in a whole new direction. I only want to say one thing about this because it doesn't, this is not a podcast about that exclusively. But she began to speak to me a year and a half ago. And what you were saying about angels not being silly or um, smiling. Mm -hmm. She certainly has never, ever. That's why I always called her the lady in gray. I didn't know if she was on my side or not. You know, <laughs> um, she's never been, doesn't joke around or clown around or anything. She's always like on, on point to business. Mm -hmm. And Straight she informed me that I had a habit that I needed to get rid of quickly or the effects in my life would be irreversible. Mm -hmm. And she said she'd give me the power, but she would also lose patience with me within 10 days if I didn't deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so I dealt with it and that opened a, a door to a whole bunch of, um, of freedom in my life. But it was my guardian angel who spoke to me and she spoke to me again rather firmly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't yep. overemphasize that enough, you know. Mm -hmm. She was very clear. I had 10 days to fix this or it was going to fix me. Yes. They will help us if we ask for the help, but they'll only go so far. They're not going to do yeah. the work for you. So, I mean, the whole purpose, you know, 
we're here to learn and to grow and they're here to assist us in that process but they're not going to do the work for us so yeah now how about you do you have another angel story then i want to tell one that my father had that's really really neat um i think one story which would probably play into exactly what their role is as messengers um was when i was a young teenager uh this may not be as big and you know my animals are my life they're my my babies they're my family i fully understand i i will cry like a baby just as much losing a pet as i would losing a loved one but um i had a cat the time and i remember i was in my room and i was just sitting there doing my usual morning meditation and i saw this brilliant bright light in my mind's eye which is how i should say as a clairvoyant that's how i see things it's in my mind's eye mm. it's not physical in the same it's, it's third like, a, eye. like a daydream yeah in the third eye so i saw this brilliant light and this female looking angel appear before me and she didn't say anything because like i said i don't hear words i get impressions feelings and images and she sat next to me and i just had this horrible heaviness like i knew something bad was going to happen and she was there to comfort me she was just kind of giving me a kind of heads up and literally two weeks later my cat died yeah and i lost my cat and then it made sense because at the time i'm like i don't understand why i'm seeing this angel i'm having this emotional reaction doesn't make sense like what what is she trying to tell me it was really i was trying to figure out what she was trying to tell me but i couldn't figure it out of course after i lost my cat i realized that's what she was trying to do was to try and prepare me for the fact that i was going to lose my kitty cat and of course it devastated me as usual but that's just another example of how angels are in fact messengers they will come and give us information not always good information they can bring us good information they can also bring us warnings or Bring us news to help prepare us for a situation that might be difficult for us at that time. Yeah. Let's well, see. Uh, and on the on the happy angel stories, mm-hmm. my dad has one that I absolutely love. And um, what had happened was, is my dad had a property in Cascade, Idaho, and he bought a whole bunch of things and had designed a cabin. And if you know my dad, he's an engineer and he's really smart and he really loves God and. He uh, was design had designed this cabin and he uh, had minimal help and if I recall the story, they had a pole in the center and they had they had made the walls and they were using cables to lift the walls into place and then secure them. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't going well as they were lifting the walls. The walls were detaching and kicking out from the foundation of the cabin and and um, Dad felt like he was. He was in jeopardy of losing the whole project and considerable expense. And at the right at this time, this guy drives up. Now, the Bible does say in the New Testament, you can entertain angels unaware. In other words, they can look just like people. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy drives up from a local lumber yard and introduces himself, says, hey, I'm, I don't remember the name, Mike, I believe, from the local lumber yard. And uh, I see you've got this big building project. We can support you with all kinds of material and whatnot. And, and dad's like, we don't need material. What I need is help because this thing's, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, just do this and that and this and that. And they followed his instructions. And within no time, the walls were set. 
and secure and dadding just great gratitude just said hey i will be there and i will buy from you guys i just cannot even tell you how much i appreciate this and the guy said no problem and drove away and then the next week dad went down to the lumber mill and acquired this guy never worked there <laughs> no one knew who he was and he was just this nobody ever had seen him before since he just appeared saved the day and left and dad came to believe that was an angel. Oh, I love that story. It's fun and it's true. I mean, I've heard a lot of things similar to that where, you know, someone shows up and then they just are gone like that and they can't figure out who this person was or where they came from. And they're oftentimes angels. Yeah. Right. Because they are, um, what's the Bible say? Ministering servants sent out to render aid to those that will inherit salvation. I'm not real good at quoting the Bible, but that's not too far off. Mm -hmm. The idea is that God will send them to help us. Mm -hmm. Right, yep. that they will aid us um, in our journey. And that's certainly been the case. I mean, I love my guardian angel. And, and I just want to tell you one other little vignette because before you and I have discussed this topic as mm -hmm. friends and we were talking about their seeming lack of humor. And I think it's an interesting point because um, angels are not people. You know, the Bible says that when God created, he said, let there be light. And a mm -hmm. lot of theologians say when he said, let there be light to support your um, thought, that's when the angels were created, that they are divine light, right. intelligent divine light that serves the living God. And so that's where they came into being. Mm -hmm. But my angel because I've been in a very close relationship with my guardian angel the last almost two years. Mm -hmm. One morning we were having a conversation and I was complaining about things. And the angel was saying to me, well, you had asked for this and you had asked for that. And so these things are happening so you can learn your lessons. And I was like, yeah, but I just want to learn the lessons without going through the hard things. And then she, was literally, I didn't know what she was doing at first, but she was mocking me like, oh, teach me this. Oh, teach me that. Oh, I want to know this. And I'm like, I'm sitting there stunned. And I realized, oh, she's trying to be funny because she was using my direct prayers to her or mm -hmm. conversation with her against me, like, oh, well, you want to know about this? Here I am teaching you about this, and now you're complaining. Right. I was like, well, this is really awkward, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> so they can try to use humor if they need to to get a message across. But exactly. they themselves don't really have humor in the sense that we as humans would think of as humor. I don't think so. I mean, I'm not an expert on angels. I do have some experience just like you, but... Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I do know this. The Bible says they don't, they're not um, married or given in marriage. Well, see, I think this goes to um, the difference between angels and spirit guides. Just so people know, people will say sometimes, what's the difference between a spirit guide and an angel? A spirit guide is somebody who is working with you similar to like a guardian angel would, but there's somebody who has lived a physical life. They've passed over from this physical world into the next. So they can bring experience from being human at one point into the mix. Whereas an angel is specifically an angel. They've never taken on human incarnation. That's really important. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. And that's an important distinction. Just like I have, you know, in Catholicism, 
in Catholic mysticism especially, we have, you know, saints mm -hmm. that we talk to. And my, my favorite saint is St. Faustina Kowalska. And I have a little medal of her and I wear her around. I love St. Faustina. So it's the same idea. But she is a person. She lived a real life. She died at 35 in Poland right before World War II. I mean, she's a real person. So, yeah, that's a different relationship than with the one than the one that I have with my guardian angel. Mm -hmm. And St. Faustina, she didn't really talk to me, but I asked her to teach me things. And it seems like she helps me. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it seems that way to me. And we should, and I know you had touched on this a little bit earlier on in the episode, but just to reiterate that you do not need to be uh, a Judeo-Christian to work with angels. Angels work with not everybody. Religion exactly. is a human man-made concept. So, you know, we come up with different religions and different denominations, I think, as a way to kind of build community around our beliefs. But they are human in conception. The, the angels are beyond religion. So they're not really concerned with what religion you are, um, whether you're Christian or Jewish or Buddhist or Hindu or pagan. It doesn't really matter. So And no, not, all witches, really... not all witches want to work with, with angels because they associate it with... Uh, traditional religion. I, on the other hand, love working with angels because I have a long history with them. So it, angels have a very strong and long background in magic. You know, that's a that's a really interesting topic. And, and I'll just say one thing on that. And we'll, I'm sure we'll cover these in, in later episodes because mm -hmm. that could just go down a whole nother thing. But before I um, before this, before I return to um, Catholic faith, you know, for years and years and years and years and years, I practiced magic. And sometimes I practiced magic years ago with my children. Mm -hmm. And I remember my daughter, like you, even though we are by no means Christian at that time, she loved working with angels. And so she often would be calling on different angels as we're doing magic practice. And those angels um, uh, would, would work with her. Mm -hmm. Going back to your point, you know, she was by no means a Christian at that juncture of her life. Right. And yet these angels did respond to her call. Mm -hmm. Yep, they will help everyone if you just ask. So now we can get into probably just our end part, which is how can we communicate with angels? And one thing that I would like to put out there just as a little extra um, information, if you are a magical worker uh, like myself, is that there are angels that are associated with the different days of the week. That's right. So um, depending on what kind of magical working you're doing, you might want to work, try working with angels. You can, you know, you can use uh, sigils with angels. Um, you can use candle magic with angels. They are, you can use them with any type of magic or prayer, whatever works for you. So let me just go over real quick the angels of the week. So you have Sunday, which is ruled by the Archangel Michael. These are the archangels, by the way. Um, who deals with protection and justice. On Monday, you have the Archangel Gabriel, which would deal with lunar magic, emotions, psychic powers, or prophecy. On Tuesday, it is ruled by Samael. So anything that has to do with passion, challenges you're having in your life that you need help with, that would be a good uh, Archangel to work with. Wednesday is Raphael, so communication speed travel and when i say speed i mean if you want something done quick or even mm. if you're not doing like say you wanted you're doing healing magic so you call on samael on a tuesday for that 
you could still also call on Raphael to kind of speed things up if you needed it fast. So they're interchangeable. You don't have to call on just one. Um, Thursday would be uh, Sakiel, and he would be responsible for luck, expansion, money, finances. Um, Friday would be uh, Haniel, which would be love and family. And Saturday would be Uriel or Cassiel. And that angel would work with karmic lessons, um, any type of blocks, banishing, magic, anything like that. And I should just point out that there are different traditions that have different angels associated right. with days of the week. This is what I was taught from my tradition in the religious order of witchcraft. Take with it what you will. If you have a different angel that you associate with it based on your own tradition, go for it. You know, there's no tried and fast rules. And I should also point out some traditions will have Michael ruling Wednesday and Raphael on Sunday. They're kind of the way I was taught is that they're kind of interchangeable. So interesting. Well, I'll tell you, I'll throw a, a teaser and then I'll give you how I often try to reach angels. Mm -hmm. But a teaser would be if you want to study a really interesting angel, try Metatron. That Ooh. one, T is a mystery, an enigma. And I won't mm. say much about it because we'll probably do something on it later. So that's my, uh, there's your homework assignment. Go, go dig around in Metatron because he's got a fascinating I think, history. I think there's and, some books uh, on him, aren't there? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't read any of them, so I can't recommend anything, but. Yeah, years ago, I got really interested in him and I uh, dug around. And by the word, by the way, just that you, you hear Raphael or Gabriel, you keep hearing the L. L means of God, God or of God. And mm -hmm. so that's just to explain to the listener. That's where the L comes from. Well, yeah. on, on contacting angels, one thing I've done over the years, and it's worked really well, it's very easy and it's just, it's a real, it's very light. And it's just as you're falling asleep, I call it look for the light. Mm -hmm. um, you get to a certain drowsy point, and of course, a lot of the people that work with brain, brain waves and brain states and altered states of consciousness and astral travel can give you lots of definitions for the different strata we go through while falling asleep. But just mm -hmm. to keep it simple, as you're falling asleep, right before you drop off, if you can kind of wake up without waking up your body, you just sort of become aware that you're right on the precipice of unconsciousness. I'll do that and I'll look for the light. And at times, I am telling you, when I, when I first started it, I'd see the light. And then, of course, I'd be wide awake. I'd be like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You know, and then that kind of ruined the whole sleep there for an hour or so. <laughs> but mm -hmm. as I've gotten practiced in it over the years, I can see the light and appreciate the light without coming out of the falling asleep stage. And at times it is amazing. It is bright and it illuminates your body. And it's just of God. And I believe that's, I'm seeing my guardian angel in her pure form, in my opinion. So that's one way I, it's just real easy um, little practice that maybe the listeners might want to try and then tell us if it worked. Yeah, always uh, share your uh your own stories of anything that you've tried here or any personal stories you have of you know, working with the angels. Um, another way that you can talk to the angels that I do, and just as an FYI, while you were talking, my hands were like on fire. Oh, my nice. hands are just super hot, Reiki hands. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the angels are like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
One I'm other sure thing are. that you can do, there's many, many ways, but one thing that I like to do is how I have an, uh, an angel box and you can use anything. You can use a little jewelry box you have or you can even make a box if you want, just a little wooden box. It doesn't have to be elaborate. And I like to write out my request to the angels um, on there. I would use, uh, you know, if you have markers or whatever, you can write it out in the correct color association with the planetary days of the week as well. Sunday is gold and yellow. Monday is white, silver, and pink. Tuesday is red and orange. Wednesday is, in our tradition, purple. Thursday is green. Friday is blue. And Saturday would be black and brown. Um, oh. If you need a reference, if you don't have your own uh, correlations already. Um, so depending on what kind of working you're doing and what angel you're working on, you could use a different color pen and just kind of put out your request. And then you could do a couple of things. You can just tie it up and put it in the box until your request is, uh, I should say, until the angel has given you its answer, because sometimes the answer will be no, but uh, <laughs> right, most, <laughs> we're prepared for that too. Sometimes you don't get what you want, just like with your parents. Um, and then once your uh, prayer is answered, you can just burn it um, and just let the smoke dissolve. Uh, so that's another cute little fun way to I communicate love with angels that I like to do too and just make sure that when you if you do something like that in any capacity to leave it and forget it I think one of the right. uh, things that can deter deter successful magic if we are uh, yeah if you, it, is to constantly obsess over it if exactly. you think about it too much I was always taught when you do your magic state what you want write down or if you're doing candle magic, light your candle. Once your magic is set and you've already put your intention out there, just let it go. Don't obsess about it. Don't think about it. And don't look at every day going, did anything happen? Did anything happen? Because what you're doing is you're basically putting out an energy of untrust. Yeah, that I don't. So it's a it's an act of trusting the magic that you're doing to just let it go. And just trust that it's going to happen. Exactly. So. That's faith. And I mean, it, you, it doesn't matter if you're talking about magic right. or if you're talking about prayer it's the same thing you know yep. you you have to pray in faith which means you pray believing that the prayer will be heard and acted on yeah. and again you could get no and I, I was just musing and then this will be my last comment for this episode when you were talking about your angel box you wouldn't want to write out a request and put it in your angel box and you open it up the next week and there's a note in there that says your request is received the Egyptian angel of death is in route. <laughs> <laughs> there, like, no, yeah. no, this went to the wrong department. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Anyway, so, I'm anyway, sorry. That just, that just popped in my head. You probably like want it. to edit that I out. Like but it. I thought it was kind of funny. I like it. <laughs> but anyway, we want to thank everyone for being here tonight. Our next episode will focus on the opposite side, the demons. Um, and we hope that you'll give it a listen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. Uh, you can contact us at mysticinitiations at gmail.com um, and listen to us wherever your podcasts are listened to. God bless. Good night and see you soon. Blessed be. Good night. <laughs>